throughout Britain, men and women are foregoing the 9 till 5 jobs introduced during the Industrial Age as they embrace new technologies within the digital revolution. And these two chaps are here to help. Welcome to the Powerful Nonsense Podcast, the show about mindfulness and entrepreneurship in the digital economy. With your hosts, Wayne Ingram and Jem Yildiz. So Jem's just asked me, are we bitchy on this podcast? Well, we're just wondering. Send your answers on a postcard. <laughs> on a postcard. Who sends answers on a postcard now? Send us a tweet. Yeah. Let us know. Are we little bitches? Are we just... <laughs> are we just saying, do we rant a lot about stuff? I guess that's kind of a good thing. I guess so. But yeah, this this episode is another little, a little rant, I guess. I think this but is less like... of a rant than... Uh... Some of the others. Some of the others. <laughs> <laughs> it's anyway, powerful nonsense time, folks. It is. We're on your iPods. Yeah. iPhones. iPods. You are stuck in the past, son. Shut up. Shut up. Shut up. We're in your ears. We're in your ears somehow. That's the most important thing. Mm-hmm. We are in your ears. Unless it's a future and you have a chip in your brain that is processing these sounds into waves that no longer need headphones. Well, that's true. You could be listening to this 50 years from now. Exactly. Huh, I'd never thought of that before. What's it like over there? <laughs> Am send, I still here? <laughs> send us a, a tweet via time travel. We'd love to know. <laughs> if Twitter is even around then. Anyway, that has absolutely nothing to do with what we're talking about today. And what are we talking about today then? Today, we're talking about the poor man's mentality. Oh, that poor guy. The poor, poor man. Or woman. Or woman. It happens. The poor person's mentality. It is. We're PC as well, that's good. The poor human's mentality. Ah. Oh. Not in that way, because that's out of order otherwise, because, yeah, no. Anyway. <laughs> I'm so lost. So am I. We should probably get... It's the sugar. It's the chocolate. We had too much chocolate. Yeah. Too much chocolate. Too much peppermint. Mm-hmm. Anyway, let's get cracking. Let's get cracking. So, Jem. Yes. Do you want to get people up to speed on the general concept behind the poor man's mentality? I think really the poor man's mentality is like a, is more of a list of sort of habits or traits mm-hmm. that somebody has that basically aren't serving them very well, but they're kind of oblivious to the fact that they have them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like you do things and you they things don't work out for you and you wonder why they're not working out. It's kind of like having a bit of a personal script or a sort of story that you tell yourself or actions that you do or you're always on a diet and you never finally get to that weight you want. And it's usually because you've got these these yeah a kind of stream of habits or things mm-hmm. that you do that are just wrong and we're going to express why they don't work here and what you can do to sort of change them around yeah it's like anti-poor man's mentality boot camp mm-hmm. soldier yeah um now you know a lot more about the poor man's mentality than i do stop throwing it onto me the whole time wayne but it, well i was going to say particularly this question which okay. you put out there okay so i'm going to pose the question to you go on then where does the poor man's mentality come from? Um, I think it comes from life. I think it develops over time. I think having that mentality is something that could be from your childhood, mm-hmm. could be from your parents, it could be from the experience you go through. It could, yeah, it could be through something happens regularly to the point you think, well, every time I do this, this happens, and mm-hmm. it becomes something that's stuck. And I mean, there's a great book, Charles Duhigg, who does um, Habit, The Power of Habit, mm-hmm. and it basically goes back to that. You've just formed these habits that aren't serving you, and I mean. 
you might only have one or two, but those one or two are the ones that are holding you back, or you might have a whole stream of them. And sometimes that's the case where one leads to another, or when you change one around, you start changing the other, and slowly they sort of um, domino effect kind of mm-hmm. end up rebooting your life or making you get that thing done that you've wanted to do. So, yeah, I think it, it comes through life and experiences, but mm-hmm. I think it all starts with being aware that you might have a bit of poor mentalities in certain areas of your life, mm-hmm. and then just, yeah, trying to make that switch. Yeah. Hope that good explains answer. it. That was a good answer. Cool. Well done, you. Cheers, man. Um, I think one of the most common sort of poor man's habits, mentality things yeah. that, that probably everybody has done at some point in their life, mm-hmm. that I'm pretty sure I could say everybody's done this, mm-hmm. is trading their time for money. Oh, I like this one as well because we actually have this in our talk as well, don't we? Yes, we do. And I think that is a tough one because I think obviously everybody needs to earn money some way mm-hmm. but I think most of us we're not going to go back to it but we've all been trained to sort of work for somebody else in which someone pays you a set salary mm-hmm. usually it might mean for a high majority of people it's that sort of minimum wage it's very stuck you literally say okay I give you an hour of my time and we have done an episode on this as well I think we have yeah we have so there's more about that on there but it's kind of like that idea that you've got an hour of time You've got a skill or something you do and someone's going to pay you a set amount to do it. So basically you are literally trading your time for money rather than actually saying, well, how much value do I bring in this hour? Or how much money do I help produce for you? And maybe be charging based on that. It's kind of, yeah, what is the value you bring to the market? Mm-hmm. Not literally, am I like a robot that you charge me for how many hours of my time mm-hmm. I give away? And I think people need to realise like time is probably the most precious thing we have That's money exactly what I was about to say yeah money's just a commodity really you trade money for certain dealings or food or bits and pieces like that whereas time is the thing that is, is running out it's running out mm-hmm. right now and so if you trade seven pound or six pound or ten dollars or whatever for your your next hour mm-hmm. you're not going to get an hour back <laughs> it's gone and everybody everybody has the same amount of time yeah. in a day so how much are you pricing your hour at yeah and I think sometimes it's about because you're going to hit a ceiling yeah no definitely I think sometimes it's about sort of flipping that switch as well I think that's the the rich man's mentality it's not about bloody trading their money for time it's actually saying how much how much money how much time can I buy back for myself Mm -hmm. I think that's the sort of more uh, richer mentality about it's like how much can I get paid so that I can actually have my time Mm -hmm. and so yeah that's the first one I guess we could start off with is yeah if you are trading time for money and it is usually that minimum wage then I think it's quite a poor men's mentality and it's not to say that there's obviously people some people need to that's where they're at Mm -hmm. but if you're trying to get out of it there you go you've already moved through that poor men's mentality you're not just accepting that you're stuck Mm -hmm. in that state yeah and it's interesting as well um, in terms of talking time versus money because I look at kind of how I've shifted things um, in the last few years of my life from switching to trying to earn as much money as I possibly can to switching to how can I earn the most in the least amount of time mm-hmm. um, and I am actually since doing that I am now more financially wealthy than I've ever been in my life in terms of monthly income at least well, that, well that's a perfect point because I think that is exactly what you just said there is another um, sort of habit or poor men's mentality that people have is where they literally try to earn as much money as possible mm-hmm. in any sort of amount of time and again you might say okay we're well, earning loads of money but if you're working just say you're eight hours a day but you're earning a hundred pound an hour you're still having a poor men's mentality because you're literally still using up all that time in a day just to earn more and more money mm-hmm. and then you don't even experience things you don't have relationships with people you don't 
I don't know, you're just too busy just chasing money. Mm-hmm. Whereas if you can earn half of that amount in a fifth of the time, yeah, then you've actually you could actually earn five times. Well, no, hang on. Uh, mental health. Ah. <laughs> um, but you know what I'm saying. So you could you can earn twice as much in less time, which means you actually have more time available, which means you could actually earn more because you've got more time to put into it. I know what you're you know saying. What I'm trying I to know say. what you're trying to say. And I think, yeah, that's true. It's kind of like, I think some people... You've get got more st- opportunity. Mm-hmm. And some people get so stuck in trying to make as much money as possible all the time, trying to earn the most... To the point that they don't actually have a life. And it's kind of like, well, mm-hmm. you are now only living for something that is... I mean, it's just a commodity. It's just money. Mm-hmm. And that's everything in your life. And so, again, just because you have money or have a lot of money doesn't mean you now have a rich man's mentality. You could still be a very poor mentality with a whole lot of money. You'd be a millionaire with a poor man's mentality. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, that's a good point. And what is rich and what is poor? Huh? What is rich and what is poor? Well, that goes back to... That's a profound <laughs> statement. I mean, what is rich in per, rich in mentality, rich in relationship, mm-hmm. rich in... I mean, you can. everyone has their personal definition of wealth, so... Mm-hmm. I mean, most people go jump straight to money, but then I would say you've probably got a poor man's mentality if money is mm-hmm. your only sort of, I don't know, your bean counter of what, how great your life is. So, mm-hmm. <laughs> I would agree with that statement. Cool. Well so done. let's find another sort of poor man's mentality. Well, I think one that I think we've very much embraced, not the poor man mentality, but the other <laughs> side, um, in the last year since we've been doing this podcast, maybe a little bit beforehand, is investing in ourselves. Mm-hmm. and spending the time and in some cases the money to develop ourselves rather than spending the time on money or material things or even just trying to work more mm-hmm. um, which and I think a lot of people with the poor man's mentality forget about this constant journey of growth and then end up with their midlife crisis going holy crap I'm halfway through my life and I spent all my time worrying about what other people need Mm-hmm. I think we spoke about that sort of in our reinvention episode. It's mm-hmm. kind of like you've got to kind of be progressing with even your knowledge. Like if we go back to the pay per hour job, the person if the pay per hour job person works half that time and spends the rest of the half reading books on business or finance or any sort of book that is self development naturally their pay is going to eventually increase because they'll bring something new to the table. They'll walk in and say, do you know we're wasting so much money on this and this happening? That way you actually could save and someone notices that and their pay goes up. So like Jim Rohn always says, like you're, you're, what you earn is in direct correlation with how much you invest in yourself or how much mm-hmm. you're growing daily. Mm-hmm. And so like you say with me and you, it's kind of like we stop running around nine to five trying to earn as much and we actually step back and say, actually let's see what we can get by on and let's use the rest of the time to sort of Start educating, not all the time, because you still need to have your downtime, you still need to go out and do whatever, but starting saying, actually, I do block in. I mean, they, there was a, a, an article I saw yesterday, it was saying, like, the most successful people in the world read at least 30 minutes a day. Mm-hmm. And I mean, you could maybe, I don't know if you ask yourself, if you're listening to this, is like, how often do I read? And that, again, is something that sort of correlates. Are you, are, do you have a rich man's mentality that you're, every day you're trying to grow, mm-hmm. you're trying to come slightly better? Or do you have a poor man's mentality where you maybe spend most of your time on entertainment or mm-hmm. at work or down the pub and stuff like that? And mm-hmm. so you just have to put that into context between each other, how much you, time you entertain, how much you educate, and, and it will be in direct correlation to how wealthy in many aspects your life is. Mm-hmm. And even if it's just as simple as just adding something into uh, your morning routine, which we've talked about in a previous episode, morning routines, just put 50, even if it's just 15 minutes aside, just to read a chapter or a paragraph or whatever of something that's going to develop you 
whether that's a biography of someone that inspires you, whether that is a book about whatever, mm-hmm. but just something that's going to inspire you and educate you in some way to develop you. And um, actually, Dan Miller of the 48 Days online radio show, he calls it now, not podcast, mm-hmm. um, he actually set a little bit of a challenge to his listeners, um, which I'm not going to set the same challenge because I can't afford to. <laughs> <laughs> but he basically said... Um, I challenge everyone to uh, spend six months um, reading every day um, and reading inspirational stuff, obviously. And I am certain that you will be able to double your income in six months. I totally agree. Um, And his challenge was, if you manage to do it, I'll take you for lunch. If you don't manage to do it, I'm going to take you for lunch anyway and find out why you didn't. Mm-hmm. didn't manage to do it obviously you have to implement what you're learning yeah, because yeah, yeah. if you just kind of read it and put the book down and go okay that's me done for the day obviously <laughs> you're not really going to double your income but you still might end up having some some improvements oh definitely you can't help like education is naturally just going to make you see the world differently so mm-hmm. can't go wrong one thing this is one that really bothers me and I know it's bad but it really agitates me about people who have this poor man's mentality is this kind of quick win mentality mm-hmm. they're, the, they're the person who looks for the seven day detox or they look for they I mean they're probably hitting up the lottery and they're hoping that maybe those numbers might come up and they're always hoping that that big win's going to come around so yeah I think that 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 sort of person kind of it's, it's not wise really because you're kind of hoping that I don't know it's kind of like wishful thing it's like flicking a penny into a into a um, a fountain and mm-hmm. hoping that suddenly all your all your things of all your problems are sorted it's mm-hmm. kind of like you have to start somewhere you have to start maybe small mm-hmm. and it's it's used that way. It's like um, you, uh, we've got uh, we've got to say um, which Gary Vaynerchuk said about. It's kind of like you really need to embrace that long game. I think yeah, definitely. Rich people with that rich mentality, not rich people, but that rich mentality is kind of saying that. Look, I understand that this is going to take some time. Like it took me a while to get to this state where I am now or where I am. Like, I mean, people who who put on weight and they're suddenly three, four stone overweight. It's not like that. That happened overnight. When a quick win, you didn't just wake up with a belly. No. So again, you've got to embrace that long game that you're going to have to exercise every day. It might start with only five minutes, ten minutes, or if you if you've got your in, you get yourself into debt over time, you're going to have to slowly put a little bit of money in to get yourself back out. Mm-hmm. And I think that's one that I think is really really important. I think that one, if you again, it's adding that if you educate yourself a little every day and you're slowly doing something that is whether it's putting a bit more money into your savings or it's doing a little bit of exercise over the long run three years down the line you're going to be in great shape or your bank balance is going to look a lot healthier yeah definitely and I think a, a good kind of thing to reference we'll, we'll put it in the show notes as well is um, Gary Vaynerchuk's recent one is better than zero video mm-hmm. which mainly applies to social media and things like that but I think it applies to pretty much all aspects oh, of, of life really if you take if you um, put some time and effort into doing something towards your goals a small thing every day that is going to have a compounding effect and eventually you're going to start seeing results. So it's about consistency, turning up every day and doing what is important to you, not necessarily what is important to your employer. And I think, again, that goes straight back to kind of really knowing who you are, knowing your values, because anything you want to change, you need to totally sell yourself on it. You need to totally be committed to what you're doing. And I think a lot of the time people kind of half ass or don't know why they're losing weight or don't know why they need to say, or don't know why they need to quit that job enough mm-hmm. that makes them stick to it. And so I think you really, really, really 
totally fully have to sell yourself on it so that you can take that consistent action we've sold ourselves on doing podcasting i mean they say most people drop out after three episodes i mean we're still going so we've obviously sold ourselves on how much we enjoy this mm-hmm. and how much hopefully we're bringing value to other people mm-hmm. cool um this is another thing that i think a lot of people with the uh poor mentality say is they're always saying they're always looking back at the past they were saying do you remember those good old days do you remember when it was just like this or do you remember when i was i remember back then when i was i don't know i had a um i had those six pack when i was young I and mean, that's when you're like in school where most kids had a six pack or <laughs> they're always kind of well, well, my school maybe not yours well, <laughs> i played a lot of football when i was young so like most of the boys were like pretty healthy but the people kind of look back at <laughs> <laughs> sorry i i Got the audience picturing my school is just obese people. <laughs> yeah, Birmingham, my 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 lean London school. Be like, <laughs> yeah, but no, that's what I mean. So they kind of always looking back at the past or where how they used to be and things have never been as good and they're always moaning about oh I'm, if it only it was back to how it used to be. Mm-hmm. I think that again is a is a really poor mentality well, to have. Well, I think I think actually it's kind of extend extends into something beyond just looking back at things and going oh if only things were were like they used to be I think there's generally an attitude of well if oh, if only this and if only that and actually it's all about the execution not about the circumstances um, I look at my own career um, and I remember when I first moved to London being like oh if only I had like 24 hours a day to put into my acting career and it's like and now I have and the days I don't execute are the days that don't reap any rewards for me. Mm-hmm. Um, my circumstances are exactly what they should be. I am very privileged and very blessed to be able to pretty much spend my entire time, if I wish, on my acting career. And sometimes I don't. And guess what? Nothing happens. Mm-hmm. So I've still got to execute. So it doesn't matter about these external circumstances. If you don't put in the effort, you're not going to achieve anything well again you're kind of playing that old script you're playing that old old you old version over and over and over and I mean if you're in a bad place now then you kind of always think well that was better but actually mm-hmm. you don't know that if you do put in a little bit of work or you put in if you put into practice some of the things we're saying over a longer period of time like you might be better than that old you you might end up surpassing it but you don't think that's possible because you're kind of too stuck in mm-hmm. oh well I'll never be as good as I was back then but yeah definitely what you're saying that was a good example thanks um, another one which I think we did an actual episode in this recently and I think it's the power of saying no I think a lot of people who mm-hmm. have like a uh, sort of poor mentality I know we're saying poor mentality we don't mean like monetary we just mean like you're not sort of like it's not sort of growth mentality. well it's, 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 it's kind of uh, it goes back to what I was saying earlier about what is rich what is poor mm-hmm. it really depends on, on kind of what you are trying to achieve mm-hmm. um, but I think I think it does all translate into monetary as well yeah, um, it'll, it, yeah, it could be anything. You apply it to your health, your life, your mentality, your relationships. Each of these things will apply over. Mm-hmm. So this is another one. It's, we did an episode, and this is just about saying no. I think a lot of time people just are, in, like we said, they're on default saying yes to most things, even if it's not actually serving them. And so to have a bit of a, a bit more control and a bit of a richer, richer mentality about it is kind of understanding enough about whether something serves you or whether mm-hmm. you're doing it just to please mm-hmm. and actually having that ability to actually say, do you know what? No, I'm not going to do that today or no, I'm not just going to stay in bed. I'm actually going to get up and I'm going to exercise or no, I'm not just going to sit in front of the TV. I'm actually going to pick up a book. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I think 
saying no and, and kind of I think that takes time as well yeah oh yeah it's something you've got to practice and and sometimes it, particularly early on it will feel very uncomfortable going no I'm not doing that I outright refuse um, but there are times where and I mean I've, I've learned this um, over the last year where you are having to turn around to people and say look what you're asking me to do isn't guiding me where I want to be it's actually taking me in fact I was saying earlier mm-hmm. um, how much I'm I've been aggravated this week because people have been pulling me in all sorts of directions and I haven't been able to focus on my acting career, which is the most important thing. And I've got into that situation because I've said yes too much. Mm-hmm. And now I'm not being able to focus on what's important to me, which is where I, I feel my growth is. Um, and I think that comes back to, I think that is training as well. I think there's a book that says, like, you are not your brain. A lot of the time your brain is going to say, yes, 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 I want to please, I want to be safer. But often, like you say there, is you need that no so that you're actually more conscious of what your decisions are. Whereas if you're on that sort of default, yes, 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 default, you kind of need to step back. And again, that's where maybe meditation comes in to take a, a moment to say, actually, do I should I go meet that person? Or do I really have some stuff that's going to push my acting career mm-hmm. forward or whatever it is you're mm-hmm. pursuing? Um, another thing, which I don't think is actually on these notes, but it's just popped into my head, um, is this, and it's actually, I've actually shared a, a Michael Hyatt uh, blog post yesterday. Um, Facebook slash on Powerful Nonsense. Facebook page. Um, which is about doing, not doing, and no try, which is a Star Wars reference, but I think it's it's really quite a powerful Can thing. Can you say that again? I missed it myself. So, the actual quote, because I completely balls it up um, is do or do not there is no try it's okay. the direct quote from Star Wars but mm-hmm. I think it's a really really powerful thing and uh, I think it was Tony Robbins in a talk he did um, I think it was Tony Robbins I might be wrong um, asked someone in the audience because uh, they had asked him a question and he said right stand up for me right now try to pick up that chair so she picked up the chair and he went no you've picked up the chair put it down now try and pick up that chair. So she picked it up and he goes, no, no, you're not trying to pick up the chair. You've picked up the chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Either pick up the chair or don't pick up the chair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, do, you can't try. You can either do it or not. Uh-huh. Um, so you can't try to do it. And I think people with poor mentality um, quite often have that attitude of, oh, well, I'll try, which means you think it's going to be hard, but you're not actually willing to commit to it. Again, you haven't sold yourself on whether you're going to accomplish or whatever you've kind of set yourself to accomplish. Mm-hmm. But that's a really good way of describing it. I like that. I haven't actually seen that talk, and I feel like I want to. Yeah, I, I, I hadn't <laughs> heard of that either, but I really like the idea. Go on. Again, again, another that kind of relate. These are all very interrelated. Mm-hmm. Is one is as well like they just hate change, and so people, mm-hmm. although they say I want to change or I want to be back to that person I used to be, a lot of people with a poor mentality don't like to learn because they're afraid that what if I learn and suddenly now I've got more responsibility or an idea comes to me and then suddenly I've got a kind of people say oh that's a good idea but now suddenly you're held accountable to mm-hmm. make something happen, and I think a lot of people who sort of adopt that poor mentality are afraid of change and. Mm-hmm. Most people, in general, I'm afraid to change sometimes, but it's usually the thing that you're afraid of is probably the thing that you should probably actually go and pursue. And that's where rich people end up taking off is because mm-hmm. they act or they, they when they have an impulse, they know it's not just like they understand it more than what it, for what it is. Mm-hmm. They think, well, actually, if this is in my head and I keep thinking about it, it, it must be something I need to pursue, whereas a lot of people kind of like, I don't want to have a set before. I don't want to go out of my day and experience something different just in case mm-hmm. it blows my whole routine out of the water. What if I meet somebody who totally transforms my life forever mm-hmm. and I'm not the same and we, we seek that comfortability of staying in the same mm-hmm. spot? So 
And, yeah. and we know as well from, like, I think it's through scientific research, I assume so. <laughs> well, Wayne said it, so it must be. <laughs> um, but our brain automatically goes into habit mode. That's what our brain tries to do. Our brain tries to take um, take things that we do and turn them into habits. So it kind of goes into autopilot. An example a lot of people use is, I mean, I don't know if this is the case because I don't drive, but a lot of people who do drive say, you know, they'll drive home from work and then the next thing they know they'll be parking their car mm-hmm. up on their drive and they have no idea how they got there. They mm-hmm. just went into complete autopilot and that's because their brain has taken all of the activity that, that goes on and kind of puts it into a, a program and it just goes, launch program, yeah. and you just go and do things. So... It's not something you are going to be able to change overnight. You've got to completely overwrite that old program that your Mm. brain has created if you want to change things, which is going to mean a lot, a lot of work. And I mean, I mean, um, Amir, one of my mentors, he sort of speaks about like when you go to the subway or you go to like anywhere you go on your usual like daily trip, cross the road at a different spot or go up a different escalator or take the stairs or constantly break that sort of like you say, that process that you have in your head. And it is the way the brain works. The brain wants to make regular constant things that you do very efficient so it doesn't have to waste energy on them mm-hmm. that's the brain the brain wants to conserve energy it doesn't know when your next meal's coming so it's like okay let's make this drive as consistent as low energy burning as possible mm-hmm. and so it just becomes a habit but that's why it's so important that in order to excel in order to kind of challenge yourself regularly you kind of mm-hmm. have to keep finding ways to break them mm-hmm. um, another thing as well that happens with the the poor mentality is that people tend to hold off sharing knowledge, information, tactics, whatever, mm-hmm. um, and they'll kind of withhold it and kind of keep it to themselves <laughs> uh-huh. and, and not not kind of help to expand other people as well. What do you think of that? I think that's quite common. Again, it's, it's again it's coming from a place of scarcity. It's afraid that well, it's like if you figure something out online and like a marketing hack or something like that or. I know you find this new diet thing or way of eating and it gets great results for you, but you want to be the one out of your friends who stands out from the rest. And so you don't tell your friends that, look, I figured out that if you eat just greens and proteins and this and that, or take a bulletproof coffee or whatever, it's going to make you feel great. Some people are so afraid that other people might take that thunder away from them mm-hmm. or might, or, or then end up getting the results that they've got and then get even better. And it mm-hmm. puts them back on the back foot they're so afraid of that that they don't want to share where they don't want to bring up people around them because again they're so sort of I guess it's a massive sort of insecurity thing it's like wow something's actually worked for me in my life I cannot believe this I've got to keep it to myself rather than actually if I bring up everyone around me mm-hmm. maybe we'll all grow even further together yeah. and you might it blossom a relationship with somebody else because you've helped them and I think yeah it is totally having a really sort of scarcity worried insecure mentality when you kind of try to hold on to everything and again like uh, Bruce Lee said if you try to squeeze water it just squeezes out of your hand so you mm-hmm. have to you can't have that mentality I really liked what you said about the kind of insecurity and the and the scarcity mindset because I think that's where most of this comes is most of the poor mentality is from a view of scarcity rather like the quick win you want the quick win because you don't have enough of whatever it is that you're yeah, trying yeah. to trying to get you withhold information because it's the, the only way. good thing that you've managed to find so yeah, therefore yeah. I'm going to keep hold of this so nobody else beats me to whatever mm-hmm. res- the results are whereas actually the real mentality that you should be having is a, a mentality of sharing because you've got enough I mean um, Rich Dad Poor Dad I always get him confused with someone else. Robert Kiyosaki. Yes, 
because there's another guy whose name is very similar. <laughs> yeah, I need And I get confused. So I wasn't <laughs> going to say the name, but uh, he uh, talks about <clears throat> the rich mentalities. Like wealthy people are in a lot of debt, mm-hmm. and they're in a lot of debt because that debt is making them money. Um, and they're only going to get into that amount of debt to make more money because they know that they've got enough to pay that debt. Uh-huh. Um, and it's it's like, productive debt. <laughs> yeah. So it's like, I'm going to go into this debt because I I will make more than enough to cover the debt. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas a poor mentality is much more likely to be like, oh, well, I'm not going to go into any debt because it's bad for me. Um, and then we'll probably end up in debt anyway because I've got no money. Yeah, more struggling for the money, yeah. Mm-hmm. No, definitely. Another thing, um, I know we're just ripping on. We've got we've got a whole lot of poor mentality because there are a lot of them, and they they just fall. Everyone falls trapped to them mm-hmm. on a daily basis. I might fall into a few. I might get change a few. It happens. So the next one is as well, which I I find this one really sad. I think a lot of people, which people might think is a rich mentality, is actually to chase goals and mm-hmm. always be kind of saying, look when I get there then I get there then I can be the person I want to be and that means I've made it I think when you when you kind of set yourself and I think it's a lot of entrepreneurs to kind of put themselves up on this where they kind of create a business say well I can't be happy with my business until we're turning over two million mm-hmm. or I can't be happy with my business until I've got an office with 100 staff or can't be happy until whatever I bought that car and have whatever to show and I think a lot of what happens there is if you're always kind of like waiting to arrive at something you kind of give up your happiness in the present so you Mm -hmm. don't you're not enjoying that moment while you're actually just creating that business or Mm -hmm. what the fun that comes from maybe learning around the subject of what your business is about and I think that's a massive thing that a lot of people miss out on and it's not sort of hoping for that yeah it's kind of I think Alan Watts talks a lot about it kind of keep running up the ladder and then yeah. you hope that you've arrived and you keep running up the ladder and you hope you've arrived but you never actually get there and it's kind of like so all that running all that bit which is mostly or when you do get there you kind of go oh oh yeah it? this feels the same as the yeah. Yeah. and so that's what I mean but then a lot of people spend a lot of their life kind of waiting to arrive at something when actually they can choose to be happy with that present moment and mm. I think that is a that is quite a rich trait to be quite contented in in mm-hmm. the moment, knowing that you're progressing, and knowing that you have something to aim for, mm-hmm. but being contented. Well, like, I'm happy that I'm on the process of getting to wherever mm-hmm. I'm hoping to get to at the end. It's about the journey, not the destination. Yep, I think so. Yeah. Um. So another thing that we I think we well we do bring this up in our talk as well is uh, having a job and employment as your only form of income. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talk about this because if you've got a job, mm-hmm. classic job, um, <laughs> just over broke, just over says broke. Robert Kiyosaki. Yes, he does. <laughs> Enriched that poor dad. I like what you did there. <laughs> um, but if you've got a job, chances are you're trading your time for money, most likely, mm-hmm. because usually an employer gets salary based on time rather than based on results well you're usually told you have to complete this many Mm -hmm. days which often means this many hours Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, and it's usually only the self-employed subcontractors or businesses that get paid based on projects Mm -hmm. Um, not always the case but most of the time I think it's safe to say Um, which means you're gonna hit a ceiling on how much you can earn and also what happens when that employer goes don't need you anymore thanks bye boom no income. Zero. Zero. No monies. <laughs> <laughs> no monies for yours. 
And yeah, no, definitely. I think if you're if you're only seeking a job and the job is, and I think this is a hard one as well because I think this is one of those poor mentalities that a lot of people just totally are not aware of mm-hmm. because you've kind of been trained that actually no, the safest route is to get a job straight mm-hmm. after uni, and that will that will sort you for the rest of your life. But again, like we've always go on about, that no longer exists. And like Wayne says, like tomorrow your boss can say, do you know what? Don't want you anymore. You've, mm-hmm. We've replaced you with a, a new. I don't know, C5000, which now <laughs> does the printing work a lot faster than you. <laughs> so, so what you have to look at is like a rich mentality is kind of like, I mean, any investor sort of hedges their bets. They don't put all their money into one investment. They kind mm-hmm. of, um, yeah, they kind of spread them out. They have a few ventures. So if one goes wrong or you have, instead of having one boss who gives you one salary, you have 10 clients who give you several different salaries if one says you know what i've had enough i've bought the c300 (laughs) or whatever and then you he goes and that's it you've still got nine so you're still sustainable and it's a much safer way of thinking but a lot of people say no 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 that's 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 the unsafe way of doing things but when you visually look at that and say actually that makes a lot more sense and i think that's when you're sort of moving towards a more richer mentality Mm -hmm. i agree Cool. I thought that's quite good, actually. I think there was a lot of stuff in there that are from our, is from our talk, and it is covered. Mm-hmm. I know we had touched on these things, but it's nice actually, really sort of process them and how they sort of interrelate with it, yeah. each other. And I think it is it, as I said earlier, it's the fact that it's all pretty much related to the uh, abundance versus scarcity mindset, mm-hmm. um, which I think we've done an episode about. As well. We've done so many episodes, we forgot. And the next one is episode fifty. Crazy stuff. Episode 50. Can't wait to hit 100. Halfway to... Well, well, exactly. (laughs) Exactly. Um, So, if you enjoyed this episode, great. (laughs) If you didn't, well, I'm very upset for you. But if you did, enjoy it. Just swipe to the side, you can delete it. That's it. It depends if you're on iPhone, though. Or today... No, I'm pretty sure you can on iPhone. Yeah. Oh, oh, you mean on other phones? Who oh, knows? You know, who knows? Who people use those other things. Those other things? Why would you? <laughs> well, if you can't swipe to the left just to delete it, then you need to get a better phone. <laughs> Unless, of course, it's swiping to the right. Yeah. But then they've probably copied some sort of technology, so they're probably going to be uh, told that they've got to pay Apple loads of money. Anyway, Leave so us fine. a review on <laughs> iTunes. They <laughs> shouldn't have opened that worm. No, you can you open, you open the Apple can. Let him in. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, so yeah, if you like the episode or you know somebody who's stuck in their poor mentality ways and you think, actually, you know what? You need to listen to this because there's some things I'm, I'm doing wrong here, but you also need to listen to this. Yeah, share it on to them. Um, you can also tell us what you thought on Twitter. Our new handle is at PN underscore podcast. You can also uh, follow us over on um, Instagram, which is at powerful underscore nonsense. And um, yeah, if you've got something to say, why not head over to our new Facebook page, which is uh, facebook.com slash powerful nonsense so we're all over social we're just we are all over we're it. all over it because we want to get towards you guys I mean we've been doing this for long but we want more interaction we want to know who's mm-hmm. listening we want to know mm-hmm. what you want to hear about mm-hmm. what you think of us yeah are we are we hit, hitting the nail on the head or are we totally missing the point <laughs> of course we're hitting the nail on the head I hope we so know that. well we're just convincing ourselves yes abundance mm-hmm. abundance man um, also I believe Rich Dad Poor Dad and some of the other books that have been mentioned are available on Audible. Yeah, Rich Dad Poor Dad definitely is available on Audible, and you can grab that at audibletrial.com slash nonsense. And, uh, yeah, it's a good listen. I yeah. have listened to it, I've read it, I've, I always Many refer people, back to it. I've, no, I've not read it. Naughty me. What? Might have to download the audio version. Do it. Do um, it. But I've heard many, 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 many podcast interviews, and most people, when they're asked for a book uh, to recommend guests... 
a lot of them will say Rich Dad Poor Dad and many of them will even go so far as to say that book has changed their lives definitely and if, if you're kind of like I'm not too sure there is actually a great interview with Robert Kiyosaki on London Real if you go on YouTube mm. search London Real Robert Kiyosaki you'll get a gist of where he's coming from and then actually after you watch that you'll definitely buy the book mm-hmm. well that's what kind of put the book on my radar was that interview so exactly cool so I hope you enjoyed that episode more coming more interviews we've got lots of oh, stuff lined yeah. up for the new year so um, the new year well, what's it? We're in the new year. We're well into it now. Well, well quite. It's an yeah. old year now. Not yet. Almost. I'd say after six, after it's gone past the halfway point, it's no longer new. Okay. We're moving into it. Yeah. Anyway. So are you still saying Happy New Year to people? Yeah, of you course. Seen? Yeah. Nah. <laughs> I didn't say that anyway. It'll be like, it'll be like at the end of May and you'll be like, Happy New Year to no, someone who's not seen it like, months. you bastard. You didn't. <laughs> <laughs> Never mind. Anywho. Uh, thank you for listening. Yep. And we'll Hit us up on social media. Do it. And we'll see you soon. Have a great week. Yes, we will. See you later. Bye.